What's up, listeners? This is your boy. <laughs> this is Jake's the showrunner, and you DM Elijah. No, no, no. You gotta say it now. You gotta go one whole section with it. This your boy, the showrunner, the Jake's. No, I'm not doing that because it's episode four of Next on the Initiative. I still did it. <laughs> Before we begin today's session, uh, the same old heads up. Occasionally, we forget to announce our dice rolls. We use Roll20 to play D&D, so sometimes we talk about the map, tokens, and character placement on our character screens. So we pick back up with Enoki and Stool having just received an ominous message from an unknown source of some kind. And all the captives in the prison cell are dealing with the fact that the prison's on lockdown. Following the escape attempt from, you know, it's the Grung. The escape that we named episode 3 after. Kind of foiling all our well-established plans, but you know, whatever. I guess we just have to figure something out. And before we get into today's episode, I want to thank Sanaya on Patreon for supporting our podcast. We really appreciate your support, and if you want a shout-out at the beginning of this episode, you can find a link in the description. But now, Eli, uh, can you go wake up that old man that does our episode intro? Following the escape attempt <clears> from, um, you know. So, I lost the old man. Wait, <laughs> what? First of all, I... I don't know where he went. He, he he the tower that he usually confined in has been opened. Wait, so alright, so first you're telling me that you don't do the intros and then that there's an old man that sleeps on what I assume was your couch, but now he's in a tower? It's a magical tower. Where'd he go? I don't I went up to, I went to the tower, the same tower that is locked all the time. But it was empty. What where where did this old man go? Did he leave you like a letter or something? It is okay. He yeah, he he did leave a letter. The weird thing is, and don't quote me on this, you can check out the letter afterwards, I'll hand it to you. Every time I read it or someone reads it, you can hear his voice coming from the letter. Nice. Alright, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna read what he left off. That might be what we can use for this. <laughs> if you're reading this and I've left the tower for a journey. But don't fret, I shall return. Things get a little hectic for our prisoners, if I recall. The group is back together in the pen with a few scrapes and bruises. Tension is high with the guards, and the prisoners are feeling the same energy. Zavara gives insight on the situation, which helps unite the group. Enoki holds a synergy meeting, and the rogues get to show off why they're so broken. All this wrestling about leaves them pretty knackered for the night, so of course they have sweet dreams. Time for episode 4, Voices in My Head. Just one split moment, it is nothing, and then you just hear, and then you just snap back and everyone you're back in the room did you hear what i said it was a little rough to hear it sounded like great cedar yes all right now that everyone's connected i just shout with a booming mental voice like enough Enough. hopefully that gets everyone's attention give me a perception check jakes okay um 13 13 you you, you, just, you just do a quick glance around, and as your eyes focus on the, uh, Sarah, you actually notice something that you haven't noticed this entire time. 
whenever you do your spores, it kind of latches on people, so you see various dust marks on them here and there. Is it fear? Do I see fear in his eyes? <laughs> you faintly see a different color, like marking of spores, just paint on Sarah's skin. Oh, I see. And during this time, Gupito actually kind of stands up and clears his throat. But in his head, everyone's head here. Are we all in attendance now? Can we calm down? Please? And he glares at Sarah, who kind of is now just wide-eyed, silent. Ugesh, he just stops resisting the moment the spores have connected. So if you want, you can let him go. Yeah, I, I say, Seraph, you need to act like you just push him off you and angrily go to a corner or something. We need to keep up appearances. Don't let on that we are talking. Seraph shakily does what you do. It seems like he's following what you say, but only mechanically. It seems like his mind is elsewhere. Okay. So I go sit next to Stu and comfort him. I like rub his back or whatever his back would be, you know? What is it? What's going on? I can't do this. What's going on? And you hear Topsy and Terry's voice loudly as they just freak out from the sound of everyone else in there. <laughs> Topsy is just kind of like getting ready to bang his head on the wall while uh, Terby is banging his head on the wall as Topsy tries to pull him away. What is it? No, I. I like topsy turvy enough. Enough. Look, it's a magic trick, and I gesture again, and then I pull out like behind my back. Roll like, me persuasion at advantage. Okay. Well, um, I have nineteen, so I could. Yeah, I'm gonna take that nineteen. As you're communicating this to Topsy, she kind of like gets it, and with your assi- with her assistance, she looks at her brother and just like holds his face and starts stroking his hair, trying to calm him. And in her, like at this point, they found they, with this moment of uh, understanding, have separated themselves from the telecommit like tactic communication, and just started talking to themselves in their head. All right. Well, that, that, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. We need to get out of here as soon as possible. We are losing people, and I don't think we can hold out another day before we lose before anything. What happened? And where's Ron? What what's going on? Why the three of you go up beating like this? Isn't it obvious they tried to escape? And Elder kicks the side of the cave, walking around. They le- try to leave without us, and now it's going to be possible for us to get out before they take us. Not escape, survive. I was saving some other people, and they got mixed up in the chaos that ensued. Pupito kind of like. Puts his hand on your shoulder. Yes, Ron's had an unfortunate tumble while we were conversing. The drow thought he was uh, a bit too violent and tried to put him down. Unfortunately, he fell into the water. Shouldn't have been too bad. What happened to him afterwards? Uh, faceless. Technically, the only ones who know like exactly how Ron died at this point is uh, Maya and Jack. Yeah, and it is saying faceless one got him. Jim Jaw just looks to kind of like tilts his head. The faceless what? A faceless one? Is this a new one? Is this a new story we're telling? Faceless what? What's a faceless one? We all have faces it here. I mean, even these shrooms. I will. I look at Stool and I give him a thumbs up because he doesn't have a face. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like blinks awkwardly and thumb gives you a thumbs up as well. Yeah. I mean, 
the stool would 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 you say stool has arms? Because most of the NPC drawings I have of him from the official stuff it just looks like a stump <laughs> with legs. He's a young Mykonid sprout, but I I give him arm, I give him limbs. All right, so it's even sadder that he's in prison because he's a baby, <laughs> little kid. Hope you're happy picking on this little young kid. Well, one of them is dead, so I guess it's okay. Faceless one lives in the waters. The ooze? Y'all, this an ooze did this to y'all? No, not me. Spiders got me. Spiders? <laughs> Large spiders? Big spiders? They tried to eat me like a fly. To which Sarah says, they must not have chosen you. Who? Who's they? Loth, clearly. Loth and her supporters. Who's Loth and her supporters? You kind of feel a haze of anger come through, Sarah. How dare you not know who she is? She is the Queen of Spiders. She is our lord. Your lord? I serve the people. And I do a little... Because little... I'm a bard. <laughs> Wait, does this ring any bells for Zavara? Like... Um, give me a religion check. You've heard Lost name numerous times, and as a half-elf, you might have some knowledge of that. Okay, 15. Was it religion? Yes. Uh, let's see. That's not my strongest feed, but plus 3, so 18. 18. Um, yeah, you know about Loth. As a half-elf, or like your elf in the city section, you are aware of who she is in, terms of, in like a grand view. You know she is uh, a god of the drought, one of the highest gods of the drought that people care about. Um, them having giant spiders here seems like it's a clear connection to them worshipping her. But, um, pretty much you know she's the queen of spiders, you know all the drought worship her. As a elf from the surface world, uh, as a half elf from the surface world, you know she's pretty much like on the, she's on the dark side. Yeah, there's not much more you, you kind of got into from that. Like, oh, drow? Oh, they serve love. Oh, that's just spider guy. Oh, they're all evil. Don't worry about it. Okay. Do you, do we know that information you you just remembered? Do you, like, share? It would be pretty awkward to share it when uh, <laughs> he's also listening into this conversation, so I don't explain it, uh, but I just I, I look at you and then I nod my head and like, you know, Sort of to signal that we can talk about this later. She in it just continues. He, she has clearly tested me, putting me in these terrible situations. I will prove myself. I will prove myself, and I will become the best. I will serve her. And I look at him, and I say, "So you believe your imprisonment is a test?" Clearly, these trial here are just servants of her. She just wished to see how I handle the situation. Is it is it possible that they are unfaithful and they are rebelling against your lord? Not intentional, but go ahead and give me a persuasion check with that, Jake. <laughs> I mean, can we put anything added on to that? It's just unnat, right? <laughs> <laughs> He kind of stops and stares at you. I was right about you from the beginning. She sent you. Boys told the moths hold everything. And on that 24, it's pretty persuasive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perhaps you're right. Perhaps it's... Perhaps, perhaps. He 
kind of in his head, starts going through small thoughts, rapid thoughts, until he just closed himself off. Well, I look at him like, if this is a test, then I will help you pass by breaking out of this imprisonment. If this is just another imprisonment for the rest of us, we still need to figure something out. As you say this, he just says, To serve her, I will serve with you. I will aid in this escape. I'm like, alright, well we need we need everyone for this to work, so we need to come up with a plan. Well, apparently the water is not an option. She kind of looks at her, Eldith looks at it. Seems like there's activity there. Water is good for me and Shushark. Do you say this? I think it, yeah, I uh, telepath it. And I look at Shushar and I say, Are you strong? Yes. Another question. If we were, when we do escape, where do we go? Where do we go to get out of here? Well, I think... I don't know the ways around, but it sounds like Sarah knows his way around pretty well. Sarah, would you know how to escape? Uh, and now Stool kind of softly speaks up. Home? I... We have a... Home is safe. And Sarah kind of looks at Stool and nods. Yes. The Magnet speaks truth. An option we have is never like Grove. And as he says this, Jakes, you kind of have a twinge of nostalgia. Like, hmm, I... Something about this feels right. But that's about it. Uh... Oh, the n- never life grove. Uh, at this point, I also chime in and say, "I, there, there might be a realistic way that we could escape, but we might have to work together. And there's a chance that some of us might, you know, die in the process." Jim Jones laughs. Death is just part of the process. <laughs> it's a fun little gamble to take. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jim Jones. What's the secret, big guy? Well, I was, I initially thought, um, I was getting beaten up because, um, I disobeyed orders, even though I was trying to save people, but then they, they took me somewhere, I, I'm not sure where they took me, but I found this guard who, well, did this to me, but he also mentioned some sort of, um, I'm not sure, I... I, I can't remember his face, but I don't quite remember his name. He never mentioned it to me either. Um, but he's like tall. Lupito kind of stares into your eyes as you say this. If you're trying to lie on this, give me deception. Am I trying to lie on this? Or do I actually know his name? Uh, you know it's uh, you know the drow leader, the drow that took you was Jorlin. He was one of the three captains here. He was the one with the disfigured face. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll roll deception, but I'll cover it up. I'm gonna say something like, uh, I, I'm gonna act in a way that I don't know his name because I'm not familiar with these parts. Quotes, so I'll be like, uh, he was like this pretty big dude and um, he had this really gouging scar on his face or something. And Upon, upon just the thought of the scar? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I built that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, Bupito is just eyeing you, and then the moment you kind of say the scar, it's just kind of... Oh, Jorlin. It's Jorlin. What about him? Something like that. Yeah, um, so yeah, apparently, uh, there, there was some 
internal politics going on and he doesn't like a few people. So he wants to create a bad name for whoever is up top. So he is helping us, well, not really, but he's giving us a chance to escape. Um, the doors tomorrow night um, will be unlocked for a, a very realistic escape by what the doors huh yeah how a lot just all the npcs are kind of fucked up at this how like easy easy guys remember remember pretend we aren't aware of anything just go about your business and let him speak i i look away yeah i i immediately look away and and continually i i'm not sure but but he gave me his word and i i guess uh, Trust right. the filthy drow. Eldest spits on the ground next to Sarah, almost like on him. They say anything? Um, not really. It's. I, I think I could trust him about this because this offer was also followed by a threat that if he caught us sneaking out, he would end us. So, I don't know about escaping. Well. But this is the best shot we got, as in, we've been here for days and we've been trying to scout this area and try to look for possibilities. Heck, you even tried to escape this morning and what, what happened off it? We're, we're all back here, back to square one, where we started. One man less, of course. Yeah, yeah, actually worse than how we started off, so I, I'm not sure. And who need him? <laughs> Um, I don't actually laugh, but I just say, um, it, this is uh, the best thing, I mean, th this is the best option we've got in, in weeks, and it would be stupid not to take it. Yeah. None of the NPCs say anything, they all kind of contemplate that, just that piece of information there. I speak up and say, okay, I think it's a potential lead. So far, the plan's starting to sound like escape. Our destination might sounds like it's gonna be never like Grove. We might be able. To, we need to avoid. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then you hear few voices here and there. Elder speaks up first. I agree with the escape, and while that place may seem safe, it's not where I need to be. I, I have to go back to the dwarves. I cannot stay in this mushroom home. Jim Jar, Topsy, and Tuffy almost simultaneously speak up. No, 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 no. They scare at each other. Topsy and Tuffy go back to the corner. Jim Jar clears his throat. I need to go north. It's a bit more treacherous, but I can make it over to Lindenstone with my girl. And then he looks at Suvar. He looks at Krav, and he looks at Ugesh. You all look like circus folk. Best bet would be trying to head towards one of the cities that have access to the surface people. I'm sure the the dwarf would say the same thing. And she kind of narrows her eyes and folds her arms. Elder says, "Yes, that is an option. Lindenstone, the city of gnomes, would work." We all have destinations where we need to go, but we need to agree for now on a plan and decide where we go afterwards separately. We worked better as a group than individuals acting out of their own interests and goals. Once we once we achieve our our objective, then we can separate and go our own ways. Rubito leans on the wall and starts speaking, quote, thinking. So, 
The door is unlocked. We escape. What's the plan here? We sneak under the tower and how we get to the ground floor. As far as I know, there are best two options. The pool of water and the lift. We both, we all know the lift is watched by the crack arms if we're not working. And none of them will believe us if we were to uh, say they let us go. We could jump off and hope that the webs catch us, but then we deal with spiders. What's our plan there once they open the doors? Spiders can be soothed with whistles. What? And he just looks and tilts his head towards you. They saved me with a whistle. Sarah speaks up. Drow leaders can control spiders with simple commands. If we check the bags, we might find one of their makeshift tools that could aid us with this. They, one of them would have a whistle in the barracks. Would we would we find our equipment or the things they took from us on from our persons when we got imprisoned? He thinks about it. Odds are they would put the weapon weave and armor with the with the drowsy uh, soldiers. They're probably wearing a bit bits and pieces of our armor now, so we could check the bags for that. Anything too important, I think they would keep separate. I don't know where. Um, I can actually chime in on that. Uh, the, the the guy with the gashing scar. Um, he um, he also mentioned that most of our weapons and belongings are kept in the barracks, but those things that are more valuable is in in the leaders of service quarters. And Ginger coughs. <laughs> Do you want us to go into Ibarra's quarters, the den of the beast? Or some momentums? Oh, we can leave without those. Well, if I had my spellcasting focus, I could do some magic and help aid us on our escape. I know a few tricks up my sleeves. You better luck searching for something different. If she anything magical, she would probably keep there. And I'm not, I'm not with that going to the bed. But so how how are we gonna? It sounds like we might need to do. One last, one last round of recon, or we need to each reunite. I don't, it's not, it sounds like we have a plan forming, but there's some pieces missing. Remember, we just got one day, so whatever we are doing has to be before tomorrow night. We could when they. I hate to interrupt, and this is unfortunate. Elder speaks up once more and kind of points. Who has been surprisingly quiet at Derendil. I, I don't trust him. And she points at the dip drought. I don't fucking trust him. And I don't trust anything that has been said from either. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I am not usually one to associate quickly with a violent drought, especially one that's been unreasonably hostile towards a member of my kind and a point at stool. Who's to say they won't slit our throat after we escape and then just drag our corpse back to the drown for reward? And I say you are, and I am, and we watch out for each other to make sure they don't slash our throats. Safety in numbers. Hey Jake, give me another persuasion check, buddy. You're just gonna be doing this. I'm <laughs> glad you picked Bard. <laughs> oh no, I got a two in this time, but plus four, so six? I'm not working with the drown. End of discussion. If he goes one way, I go the other. 
and that's fine. In fact, we don't have to work until we don't have to work all the way. We just all have to get to the ground floor, and from there go wherever the hell the wind takes us. It who has port diplomacy says, "We can use this. You could be distraction while the rest of us run away." She growls and looks at you. Starts walking away towards you. Little ones, you think you are fun. I hide further. Two saw kind of steps in a moment, like steps between the two of you. Looks at uh, Eldiff and then kind of like, I'm sorry, little word, I cannot fight. And he takes a moment and speaks up. I should speak up and say this. If we are to escape, I am with this. If we are to survive outwards, I can help travel, I can help guide. I cannot assist in violence. If we are to do this, I cannot help shed blood. It is against my way. Eldiff came up with a pretty good idea, though. We just need to focus on getting to the ground floor. So how do we do that? We focus on the lift, we overrun them, we jump down the water and get consumed by a slime, sacrifice one for everyone else. We can outrun the slime. The slime? We can't overpower them, can we? think so. We can lure him away with meat. So it, it sounds like you all are all fine jumping into the goddamn water and getting wet. Is that, is that what I'm saying, hearing? If that's the plan, sure. Do you have any other ideas? Do you all breathe underwater? It will help. She kind of hesitates. I'm not falling first. What do you all fall and draw the attention of this slime and then I'll jump? Well, which one of us is the most slippery or which one of us has the best agility? But I'm not sure. It, it is being very purposely silent right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, El- Eldiff is literally staring at you, like, focus laser sights on you. Like, it kind of looks around nervously, and then it just points at the drow. Him. Which just says, wide-eyed, looks and says, The toad has already been in the water. Odds are her and the cooler toad could just talk to the damn thing. Sushar speaks up. I will use myself to distract the beast if necessary. I cannot say the same for my little friend and I will not speak for it. But I can be decoy if that's what you wish. Good, good job, big guy. Good job. And Jinjar pats him on the way. He's kind of like, we, that's the best thing you could do for us. So, distraction, lay, waterfall. I did. I like it. What are we going to do next? You're mean. <laughs> does, it, does it say that out loud? Yes. <laughs> You're evil like Drow. So do you wanna go with do you wanna go with Shushar to help him? Jim Jaw smiles and says, I like to take things as it is. And this situation just happens to work for me at all. It smiles a bit wider. I hope it works for you. It looks at Shushar and says, Faceless one is mean. Do you say that? I think it accidentally says it out loud, yeah. <laughs> Cause it is used to speaking out loud. Give me insight <laughs> check. Okay, um, 18 plus 4, 22. A quick flash of indiscriminate rage and anger flashes through Jim Darcy's. Just a split second of, like, <laughs> back to normal. Because I said the faceless one is mean? He just, yes. Oh, interesting. I look at him, and I say, faceless one likes me. Maybe. Let us hope that's the best scenario. Perhaps you should go down there with him. 
Why do you... And I said, maybe it's because someone's being unnecessarily hostile. And I, like, just give him a smug look. <laughs> I haven't been hostile yet. Oh, not yet? Well, neither have I. And I give him an even sterner look. <laughs> That's good to hear, buddy. We'll need that for the fight. Why are you angry about Faceless One? I do not know what you're talking about. You're angry about Faceless One. Little One. I'm only worried about who's going to take the babe and get us out of here. If you want to focus on something else, that is fine. I feel like it, it distracts from the conversation. You know about Faceless One. Jim Jaw smiles and stares at you. Wait, do you know something about the one she refers to as the Faceless One? Outside of what you all told me? Not the damn thing. Tell us about Faceless One. He stares at you all. I, we could play it. We could put a bet on how much I know about the faceless one, and you all would lose because she knows more. Ooh, I'll take that bet. Here, I will give you what's in my pocket. Five hundred gold. No, no, I will give you what's in my pocket that I swiped from the barracks. What's in your pocket? You have to take the bet. Sure, I bet whatever is in my pocket, she knows more than. You know, I didn't really think this through. Call it a law to hand me what's in your pocket, big guy. Oh, I mean, why will I admit defeat? Sounds like you don't know what you're talking about. A lot of support for the little one. Nothing to back it up. Eh, it sounds like you don't have something interesting in your pocket, unlike me. Agreed. I know nothing about the faceless one. It is going to take this moment of distraction and be brave Ooh. and try to pick his pockets and see if they, they could find out what he was betting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. Slide of hand. This is great. Um, 14 plus 4. Ooh. <laughs> with the slip of the wrist, with the flick of the wrist, you slip your hand in and out in this te like, timid motion to everyone else it's just you stretching and by the time you come back out you now have a piece of iron rebar in your uh, inventory. He doesn't even notice the shift in weight. I go back to my hiding spot and I say, This is not a face. <laughs> <laughs> and I hold it up. Before you hold up, I say, You know what? On the count of three, let's just show each other who has a more interesting thing in our pocket. By all means, good sir. And he puts his hand into his left pocket. And I'm like, One, two, three. <laughs> 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 there is a blank moment, look of confusion on Jim Jar's gnome face as he just stares into his empty palm. And classic, kind of like, but but it looks like someone lost the bet. No, bet was no, huh? The bet was whoever has the most interesting thing in their pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but but and if you look at my hand, how did? It's a slightly blue mushroom. No. No, this ain't right. No. No, I refuse. It is now hiding as best it can. It says, if you want it back, if you want it back. This bet has been ridiculous. She looks up at you, uh, you know, being kind of upset. You win the bet. I will pay my bet. I will never forget this. <laughs> Oh god, that worked out really well. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> Alright, so back on topic. So, the plan is, 
distract, get to the lift, distract the water creature, and then what? Elder speaks up again. I know how to use the lift, and so does a few of the others. She points towards it, Krog, and um, Sarah. One of us would have to stay above to get the lift active, and then find their own way down. Who would be able to do that if we use this? I chime in and I ask, where's the, uh, where's, where's her quarters? Where's the service quarters? Over here is the other section for the barracks. In between the barracks was where the lift was. Suvar, so you know that in this section, um, you were barely conscious for it after being beaten, but this is a, the top floor is a shrine. Okay. And beneath those two floors is where the quarters for Ivar and Shore are. Ivar at the bottom of the ladder. Okay, so that's really where they are possibly holding all the valuables. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so it's kind of far away from the elevator, so if I were to be the one who's staying up to activate it, I don't have a chance to get there. Depending on how fast you are in the situation. Okay, then I don't speak up. Well, if one of us stays behind, what, how, will we, how will we get down? Well, Bupito kind of looks over. You could jump? Not you, big guy. You might not. You might just crush through the webbing, but one of us smaller ones, maybe the lighter people, could use the webs as an opportunity to soften our fall. I I say, would, would that work? With Topsy and Turvy, would you be up for that? Why must we risk ourselves for you all? We'll just escape after you do all the work. Yeah, go and do it regardless. We don't have to chip in for anything. Topsy just says, offer death to someone else. We find our own way out. Is it is it death though? I mean, we're all pretty capable. You seem pretty strong and resilient. Hmm. I don't feel like fighting spiders, big. Uh, you wouldn't be bare in hand if you can get the weapons, and you seem pretty good at you know, taking what you need. This is all stuff that you're telling me, but it sounds like you needing me. Why should I help you when I can just do this myself? I thought you said you couldn't do this by yourself. Now I can. With weapons. Don't need weapons. We got the skills. Best hands around here. So, would, would I say if you were able to give me my weapons, I could give you something interesting? Interesting? Yeah, pretty interesting. I mean, have you seen another Mykonid like myself around these parts in a while? They look at Spore, Stool. Yes. I mean, no, we're di um, we're pretty different, like, with comparison, you know? I'm really tall, lanky, different colored versus compared to Stool. So in your words, uh, no. No, we have not. And we don't care to. I mean, but can you imagine what a Mykonid who spent time on the surface might have in his possession? What kind of pressure he might have? Yeah, I mean, I have been known to perform for quite a high-class group of people. Before I have you make another another persuasion check, because you're on a roll with this, they, she looks and says, So why shouldn't we just take the goods for us? We can sneak in, sneak out, grab what we need, and take your stuff. We don't need to work with you. Because you wouldn't know where it is. Do you? I mean, it's my stuff, so yeah. Well, you ain't gonna... It's not, an easy, it's not easily found. No deal. 
Sure. It's really interesting. Now give me the precision check. Alright. Uh, let me see. Plus four. So, 13. She nails her eyes and starts having a small, another telepathic uh, communication with just her brother. She looks at says, Reeves thinks about it. Okay, well, I'll, I can work with that. As I understand it, Topsy and Turvy are going to go get their weapons from the barracks before heading down. I'm, if, yeah, it sounds like they might, and also our other weapons as well, if they see up, up for it. If somebody were to go with them, they'd probably have enough backup, something went south. I can go. I can go. I have something important that I have to pick up. Oh, really? That sounds good. Okay. If you can keep an eye out for my spellcasting focus, I can give Topsy and Turvy the treasure. Um, you, we, so, um, you said that it, um, I don't know if it already has it or if it will get it later in the story. Something to help it fight off exhaustion, you know, that item you're talking about? That item would be with their person, like, specials. Okay. So it says, um, it needs to go to barracks. So you're going to the barracks with him? Yes. Okay, sounds like we have a small crew going to the barracks. Just, uh, just tell me how the, the arcane focus looks like and I'll definitely keep an eye out for it. Elders. Once again, Elders start talking. talking. So we have a distraction, we have, we'll have a group that will operate the lift, and someone to get our supplies. Seems like this is coming along. Tomorrow, what time tomorrow should we do this? Um, the gates will be open by the time everybody goes to sleep, so I would say we start working on strategies while doing our chores and then carry it out simultaneously through the day. It, sh- it should be like a seamless process. If we're doing chores, we might be able to set up our ourselves to have an easier escape that night. Then they'll speak up for the first time this entire time. Another fact that we should worry about is the manacles on us. Should we try to break out of them beforehand? Perhaps one of our more dexterous people can get us out of them? Is there no way we can just pick these locks? Um, I can, I can try. And... I'll, I'll walk up to it uh, and tell her, don't don't worry, I'm not going to touch you, I'm not going to get poisoned or anything, but... Poison? <laughs> not poison, it's, it's complicated, but let me, let me try something that I've wanted to try, but couldn't quite get the time to. Nope, remember that, it is double manacled right now. Oh, okay, which is why I, I approach it, because it it's easier to demonstrate so i'm gonna try to get the manacles off like i'm gonna try to lock pick with whatever question what tools do you have currently that you would say works as a makeshift lock i have not picked up a whole lot so i just examine the okay they've taken all of my belongings right yes okay and when during your time here, the only thing you managed to collect before any of the actual interaction was the living spider. Okay. Well, I don't think I have... Okay, this was very 
it was not well thought out. I thought I had something, but I, I guess I, I don't. She shall claps your shoulder. The attempt was admirable, good friend. <laughs> but I think we will need our energy in the morning. Then we can make these attempts. Perhaps we could find something on the way to just break off and use as a lockpick. Okay. Also, the iron rebar. Would that work as? I mean, would that be work? Could that be used to do something like this? Yeah, it most certainly could. But with it not being the lockpick mechanism, I mean, tool whatsoever, you might actually make things worse depending on how you roll. Okay. Yeah. I, that's what I was gonna do, but I also remember that it had concealed it away. So do I sort of see it poking around, or how well is it concealed? Yeah, I don't think you would have uh, seen it if it wasn't trying to purposely show it. She, she only, Maya only mentioned that she took it and hid it from a uh, gym drawer. It was gonna show off that it took it, but um, and instead, different things happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Do I spot the rebar? Give me a perception check. Alright, then it's a day 16. Oh, you do not. Well, uh, yeah, I guess, um, I'm, I don't, I don't have anything that could help. I'm really looking for a makeshift lockpick, but I thought I had something on me, but I guess it was swiped. Uh, I'm sorry for wasting all of your time. Thank you for offering yeah. It um is gonna try and slip out of the uh the extra set of manacles. <laughs> give me a straight. Give me. Oh, let me double check. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that you're trying again, I like. <laughs> yeah, give me a strength check. Your DC is way higher than the others. Uh, fifteen. No, no, no. As you even make the attempt to try, like the, put the thought in here to break it, you kind of feel like the block. Rejects that I click. <laughs> um, it kind of pulls out the rebar it stole and hands it to Shushar and says, "Get me out!" <laughs> out loud. He uh, his eyes widen and in his head with a link he looks at you and says, "An impressive tool, but I cannot do this. You might be able to, or perhaps a more roguish friend. I." I'm sorry, I'm not guilty of this. And he hands you back the rebar quietly. Then I give it to um, Arun's character. Use this. Yeah. <laughs> Might just work. Um, okay. Well, see how, how this goes. Alright, give me a thieves tool check, which is just a dex plus proficiency. Hey. Are you expertise? Are you, uh, do you have any expertise in it? Yes. You add double your proficiency then? Yeah, that's 4. 18 plus 4, that's a 22. 22. Who are you trying to break out? To get off its man, uh, it, yeah, off the manacles. Okay. So you go through the manacles and you kind of like, as you think to it, you kind of think in your head, if this was anyone else's manacles, you would have had it out like that. But because of her previous attempt, they added this extra like chain to it that tightens as you put the key, uh, your rebar in, and it seems to kind of like jam it a little. You pull it out before it breaks and messes up the lock altogether, but you might have, you, you feel like you'll need something with a little more pre precision to get it out. Okay. Oh, okay. It's like, oh wow, this, this double locking mechanism is, is pretty wild. 
Um, let me try this on someone else's then, because it could be like some sort of a specialized lock on on this. Yeah, on it. Uh, so maybe I I can try the mic in it. Dual and Anuki, Anuki, which one? Yeah, Anuki. Um, yeah, I'll. I mean, I'm. That's probably the next character I spot. So maybe I'll try those those manacles if uh, you'd be so willing to. Elder grab stands up and grab Dale and says, "We'll give you a quick chance." And goes up to the gate with Dale and they start arguing, kind of like making a fuss in front of the gate. So you have another chance to do so without being detected. Kent, hey DM. Mm-hmm. I want to try and like put like do the little hip check thing where I, uh, you know, pelvic thrust and try to, you know, split the manacles. How do you think these manacles are on that you can pelvic thrust out? <laughs> Well, they're, I'm I'm assuming they're on both of they're around both of my wrists. Yes, connected to your neck. Well, great. I could probably break the chain and have free. free Are you still trying to hip thrust to break out? Yes. I'm going to add difficulty if that's your only way of breaking out. Well, I'm I'm a warforged. I can only only have one way of breaking them, and that's just trying by to... hip thrusting. Is that what you're saying? Okay, by jerking my wrists. In opposite direction. Give me a strength check. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Modifier is plus one, so nineteen. Ooh, ooh, does it does it land, DM? You pull and you pull, you hear it creak, and then you all of a sudden thrust your hips out to try to get a little extra strength and like it locks back up on you. It's almost Jack, it was not enough. Oh, oh no. Like you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Ugh. Oh boy. Um, but by the way, I rolled an unnatural twenty trying to get Enoki's manacles off. Yeah. So while uh, crop steps up in, in one swift motion fails, you suddenly just click and wide eye. Everyone who was watching is wide eye. Top team Turvy, Seraph, uh, True Shark. Dual, all of them are silent. Jim, Jar, and Bupito immediately like say, What are you doing? What is wrong with you? with you? Just everyone immediately tries to like just start picking up random things or holding themselves. It's a really awkward moment when they all see that you've succeeded. I'm like, Elder, Elder, create a bigger distraction. Bigger distraction. Uh, I tell the NLP, it's like, I'm gonna make it seem like the manacles are still on, but I'll, I'll make sure that you can loosen them easily. Yeah. So now you can like lock it in a way that it's easy to pop off at any point in time for you know. Eldiff and then there comes back after getting jailed at the guards and says, I don't know if we can make another attempt at the moment, but she kind of looks at the lock and sees that it was jostled and looks back at you uh, with hope and in her head she just says, well, I, I guess it worked. I guess I could get these manacles off. God damn! Oh. <laughs> I yelled, easy, easy, That's all. you're screaming into all of our minds. <laughs> and she kind of like clap. she smacks your back. Uh, give me a dexterity saving throw to keep on feet. She is hella strong with this one pat. Heavy handed. <laughs> a dex save, that would be a 10. You stumble and kind of like hit your head on the side of the camera, but you stay afoot. <laughs> My goodness, an elf like you might be just damn useful. Dad. Well, I'm ready to sleep. How about you all? We have exciting things tomorrow. 
Guess I can use some sleep. She shards, says, just rest. You can tell the general mood is different from the past few days. It seems like they all have hope in their heart now. A plan is a, it's not a full plan, but there's something. Something that they didn't have before. Uh, before sleeping, I walk up to it, and I, I ask her, um, you've mentioned dabbling with the spiders a little bit, like maybe you fell on a web or something? Um, and you mentioned them distracting the spider with a whistle, but did you by any chance notice a, a much smaller spider, like, sticking around in the web or something? <laughs> no. Only giant monsters that on eating me alive. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, I know you, you've been through a rough day and you're probably looking for rest, but I, I had to ask. I, I lost my friend to the dark. I, I didn't want to know if he's doing okay. So, question, is there anything else you all are trying to attempt tonight? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Everyone's... Do I get any other mandibles off tonight, or is any... I will say that the two attempts made already was with the help of Elder and them distracting. I will allow you more attempts tomorrow if you want to try. Okay. Okay. You, Everyone prepares for rest for a long night and goes off to sleep. Jake's? Mm. Maya? Mm-hmm. Arun? Mm-hmm. Jack? Mm-hmm. David? A strange fog surrounds you, followed by dark shadows which seem to be closing in on you and several people traveling with you. You trek through tunnels and endless mazes chased by oily tentacles slithering closer. As the tentacles are nearly caught up to you, a sudden buzzing and howling rises in the distance. Separated wounds burst open in clouds of spore and crawling masses of maggots. You wake up in a cold sweat from that awful nightmare, feeling as though something is out there in the dark depths, something far worse than even the drow. As this thought crosses your mind, you notice across from you in the dim light, one other person is awake and seems to have the same expression that you feel on your face. And at the end of this, as you are having this, Suvar, you feel a little clicking, prickling on your shoulder. You turn, and there's Nay from its long journey. Very happy. It's like, oh my god, buddy, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. And that is where we're going to end it for today. This is so much fun. It sounds like we have a plan for the next session. Jailbreak time. It's about to go down. Oh, that was such a good session. No I've worries. never been more tense in D and D. So good. It's a jailbreak. <laughs> uh, awkward blushing over here, but I'm glad oh, you guys yeah. enjoyed it. That was fun. Very nice. It was really good. Yeah. All right. Before I head off, just one more thing. Just make sure y'all have those backup characters ready, people. Crazy things happen. Crazy things are going to happen. I'm not going to. I'm going to hold on to my character. <laughs> you going to commit, Inoki? I'm going to commit and I'm trying to survive. Oh. That's me. <laughs> I cannot wait to see how that goes. 
<laughs> Till next time, y'all. So, dude, that ominous bitch you did. 10 out of 10, man. You just instilled that fear and terror into our characters, setting up all those potential threats that, you know, we may or may not ever have to deal with, but it was still really cool. I was inspired by some of the elder DMs that I played with, and I wanted to leave that session with the players having some internal questions. Once again, everything's coming together for the great escape, Inoki turning out to be the leader for the prisoners, and I lost it on the visual of Croft hip thrusting his way out of uh, his manacles. Yeah, except Croft didn't get a chance to break out of his manacles, you know? He just tried his best and it didn't work out, which is still more than I did, you know? Good job, Jack. So far, everyone has done a better job of escaping compared to my character, who is really weak without his magic, so he doesn't really take too much risk. Yeah, but you do a good job with the whole gathering of people and rousing inspiration and even topsy and turvy. Yeah, fair enough. But even if our characters don't get a chance to interact with like every NPC or go down all those potential paths or threats that you set up, it's still really cool to hear all those foreshadowing moments, you know what I mean? Like all the ominous, scary, or really cool and interesting things that sometimes we just never get a chance to explore. I really appreciate it, and I'm pretty sure everyone else feels the same way. Agreed. So, Eli, you ready to uh, have some fun with this self-promotion? Trying to get some of this generous support to help fund this podcast? I will, but there will be a 5-10 to 10 second pause as someone is coming towards my door and I expect them to open it. Is it the old man? The old man that does our intro? It might be. He left for a while. Nope, nope. Okay, okay. So, support us directly on our Patreon at nextstartyinitiative.com. <coughs> the initiative content we make is going to be uploaded to the Patreon first. The best way to find it is by using the link in the description. <laughs> so, Jigs, 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 don't look down on me. Whose turn is it to name a $3 item? <laughs> Do you just inhale some helium or what's with this uh, high-pitched voice? What, what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm feeling free with myself, so I'm letting out my true voice. The voice that I've been holding back, so... Well, it just makes me sad to feel that you can't, you haven't been able to trust me with this secret of yours, you know? What are we, what are we doing now? I mean, out of all the places to uh, let me know about this secret of yours, uh, you know, I think I might need to call somebody about this because I'm definitely not doing this as a bit just to get another member of our D&D group involved with this promotion. Yo, no, no, no. No, that's fine, that's fine. Anybody but David. I feel like he judges me on my voice. And you know, I I don't think I can hold it if he's here. This is hard to say, but uh, David's been... Man, Eli, what is with your voice right now? Oh, oh, oh hey oh, guys, uh, what's uh, good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, Eli, I should have told you. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was definitely that interesting. <laughs> so, David, can you think of something that's like $3? Uh, something we can compare to our first Patreon tier of support? Help us get those uh, funds to help support our podcast. Hmm? $3 item. $3 item. You know what I just got recently? A quadruple A battery. Sim simple, useful, not 12,000 grains of rice. I am with it. Yeah, it's nice for a change for someone just to be like, uh, I don't know, like a battery. A uh, battery's pretty cheap and it's like three bucks, you know, sometimes. I won't lie. I never knew that there were quadruple A batteries until I had to get one for my... Smart. Oh, you said quadruple A. Oh, yeah, I didn't. 
I didn't even know those existed. Yeah, no, it's not a double A. It's not a triple A. It's a quadruple A. Wait, wait, are you talking about like four A's on the pack? Hold on, I need to Google this. I need to see what this looks like. Yeah, hold on. You might be a bit surprised because it looks like... Whoa, weird. But yeah, no, I... I figured out it was also used for like laser pointers as well, which was I think what they used to use it for. But nowadays we got all these smart pens and stuff like that. Huh. You actually got me going down a rabbit hole on batteries now. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like there's a lot of different types of batteries. I, was... I can see that. Yeah. Simple, cost effective, and that's a good choice there, David. And not 12,000 grains of rice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not 12,000 grains of rice. Okay. So... For the price of quadruple A batteries, that is awesome to now know about. <laughs> you can keep this podcast going. So please support us on Patreon and help us all buy AAAA batteries. AAAA. Yep, that's four. <laughs> Thanks, David. Yeah, no problem. Now wait until you hear the AAAA battery now. <laughs> I wonder how far they actually go now. Well, everyone that's still listening, follow us on social media. You can find the links for our official accounts in the description below. And as always, consider giving us a good rating on the platforms you use to listen to this podcast. Every little bit makes a difference and we all really, really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Some of the sound effects used in this episode were made by Jake's, our showrunner. The sources for the music and additional sound effects can be found in the description and were used under Creative Commons licensing. The podcast is unofficial fan content of the D&D 5e module, Out of the Abyss. We are not sponsored or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast. Any role-playing we do as characters, depiction of locations, or other content in this module is fan content of this podcast of the source material. So please, support the official content. A special thanks to Maya Ross, playing as It the Grunge, Jack Phillips as Krav the Warforged, Arun Bardwaj as Zervara the Half-Elf, Jake Hernandez as Anoki the Myconid, and Elijah Jackson as our great DM. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode. Get some great sleep, guys. <laughs> oh, uh, beat me to the punch there, David, I guess. I was going to ask, do you have an outgoing message for the end of this episode, but sounds like you already had one in mind. Get some sleep. I really like that, especially because I sometimes have trouble sleeping at night, you know? Insomnia is kind of tough to deal with at times, but I like it. This is why you must support the official content, people. Well, everyone, get some sleep, and we'll catch you next time. Take care, everyone. Peace.